Hello, everyone, and welcome to Books Over Bevies. Come on in. Welcome to Holy Fuck, it's February. My name is Rasheen. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't rehearsing that in my head. Don't that was worry. so good. Uh, uh, you're Rasheen. I'm Eddie. I, I use they, them pronouns. I use she, her pronouns. There Beautiful. we go. Yeah, holy it's fuck, like, it is February. It's February. <laughs> Um, it's like we never left, folks. Come on. We're back in the game. LOL. Oh, holy. <laughs> Let the record show that Eddie and I have been trying to record this podcast for, I think, four weeks now. Over. Over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Unreal. Uh, let the record also show that we are not just drinking ca- caffeine. We are drinking alcohol. Um, we're drinking like a nude vodka soda. The flavor is raspberry lemon and I am obsessed with it. Yeah, it's Um, really good. I love raspberry flavored things. Me too. Uh, the draw, I'm not going to lie, was that it was only $2.99. However. However, it just adds to the experience. Yeah. Sip, sip, pause. Sip, pause. Um, so this is going to be a really interesting episode because I'm super tired. I decided uh, that on my weekends, instead of resting, I would just book like 500 things in on each day. So, rookie move. Yeah, rookie move. <laughs> Total rookie. A lot of it was self-care things. Like I got my hair cut. I was going to have a counseling appointment. Still <laughs> I know it does. But that's the thing is like as I'm scheduling it, I'm like, oh, this will be really good. This yeah. is like a good self-care thing. Jokes on you. Jokes on me. Oh, this is really good. I want to connect with this person. Yeah. And then I look and I'm like, doo, 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 doo. yeah. And I'm like, oh, oops, my bad. The calendar is full. What did I? What did I do? <laughs> and then my counselor canceled on me for legitimate reasons. She had a different client in crisis, and I was like, please be free, home. be free. You are freeing me. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I can have like a thirty minute nap now. All is well in the world. Yeah. So, and I just got off an eight hour shift where I was dealing with super ADHD kids. So beautiful. I'm also peak great. I also listened to the book months ago, literally, and I remember very little. So, um, here we go. And I didn't finish the book. I'm I'm going to finish the book. I'm determined to finish the book. And she's really close. <laughs> and I'm over halfway there. And more you know, than that. More than that. And it does read quite quickly. Like I sat down for maybe half an hour and I got through a good handful of chapters. Like it yeah. does flow r- quite well. It doesn't feel like it moves super slow, but no. at the same time, right at the very end, it kind of goes. Like it definitely really speeds up. I haven't, I clearly haven't got there yet, but here's the thing. I was so tired. I was reading it and I was Mm -hmm. like, I have an hour before my massage. I'm going to get as much of this book done as Mm -hmm. I can. And then the line started going from two Mm -hmm. to one. And Mm -hmm. I was like, Oh, Oh, I need to just close my eyes for just 30 minutes. Yeah. Just 30 minutes. Actually. uh, And don't forget. I listened to this on audiobook, and holy that went by so fast like Mm. listening made it feel like like when I'm reading a book sometimes it feels a little bit like a chore yeah you know and we talked about this last episode oh my god in 2022 (laughs) (laughs) awkward um but seriously though like listening to my audiobook it's and especially because um 
my car situation. Which I'm not we'll, going to get into that. Oh, we're not getting into that? We're pretending that doesn't exist Okay, right now. cool. Because um, I definitely was going to bring it nope. up. So I'm glad we established that now. We are. It's, it's, it doesn't exist. No. Nope. And that's going to bite me in the ass later for sure. But however, for now, um, I'm taking the bus everywhere, which means I put headphones on and I just yeah. like – I've finished like two more books over Since, Christmas and yeah. New Year. Like, holy. Yeah. Um, time flies when you take an hour and a half to get to places. <laughs> and you Absolutely. don't have to concentrate on driving. Yeah. It's a whole yep. new world. Actually, it's an old world, but yeah. <laughs> Actually, we've gone back yeah. in progress. Five steps backwards. Oh, uh, shit. At least I'm not totally worried I'm going to die of a disease now that I'm taking the bus again. This is very true. The, like, the reason I got my license was because of COVID. Fascinating. I didn't know that, actually. Yeah, I got my license during COVID because I was scared to take the bus, and um, I kept – I couldn't afford to, like, keep paying for Ubers everywhere. Right. Um, although, the scooters, ah. those are very fun. I quite enjoy those. Mm. Um, Calgary has these, like, orange electric scooters. So you can like but, rent kind of like car to go. Yeah, that you can that you can there's like an app and you can unlock them and to be honest, there's like five different apps. There's oh. like bird and neuron and lime and Oh yeah. Like there's like eighteen different I just see the orange ones. The orange ones maybe because the they're maybe because they're bright orange. I'm yeah. always like that's the one. Bird is the black one. Mm. And then lime was the green and white one. Right. See, this is the whole thing. I And I also have, like, at least 15 different apps of, like, different transit options. Wow. Um, however, for, like, eight months of the year when it's snowing, yes. all of them are completely moved. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> except for my, like, five transit apps. Yeah. Um, but it is very nice that you can pay on the Calgary Transit app now. That was a new thing that so I I – I'm experiencing now because I'm taking the train now to mm-hmm. go to work because I started a new job. This is the thing the listeners don't know. Oh my God. There's been so much that has happened. So much has happened. I'm in a new job. I've been there for four weeks. I hate it. We'll get into it. <laughs> um, we'll get into it. Uh, so needless to say, I've been taking the train. And the one thing I forget Almost every day is you have to push the button to open the door because in Japan they just automatically open oh my God, when that's they stop. So funny. And I've literally been standing outside the train waiting for the door to open, and then I've been like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> 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 I have to push the button for the doors to open so oh I like God, don't miss so my train. Oh my god! Well, that's hilarious. Yeah. I don't mind. I don't mind taking the train. I think the take- train. I don't mind. The buses train? drive me nuts. Mm, yeah, because they're way less consistent. Yeah, than the train. that's what I'm. That's what I'm feeling. That's that's the vibe. The vibe I'm picking up. Because don't you have to take a bus from here to get to the train? Well, Dad and I carpool. Oh, that's See, nice. my father is adorable, folks. My father is adorable. He used to wake up at like four in the morning drive into downtown at five in the morning to avoid rush hour oh my God. and then leave at like three thirty to avoid rush hour to come home. That is dedication. That is dedication. But he wakes up around that time anyway. So it kind of just like morning worked person. out morning person. Got it. <laughs> uh, but now with my schedule, he was like, well, I could take the train with you. So now we drive That's to the train, train. together 
get on the train. He gets off. I keep going. Mm-hmm. I go to my stop. I go to work. And then I text him. I'm on the train. Take the train into downtown. Right. He jumps into my car. We drive. That's perfect. It's perfect. And it's adorable. That's great. Yeah. So. I had a similar situation because my partner works like five blocks away from me. Like mm. not, no joke, no word of a lie, like works so close to me. And they work the morning seven to three and I work the evening three to 11. <laughs> like my morning shift at my work is also seven to three. Right. So if I work the morning shift, we could carpool, but we like, nah, it's so infuriating. That's, that's. My partner, my partner and I are having a similar situation right now. Now that I've started this job, Mm -hmm. they've taken my old job. And now we have band on Monday nights. So our Monday nights are full. Yeah. Uh, Tuesday, we have taco night with my mom and her partner. Obviously. Um, So that's full. Yeah. And then they close Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Oh, my God. And I work nine to six, Monday through Friday. And we're like, when do we have date night? When do we have... <laughs> when do we see each, each other? other? Like... Do we have to schedule dinners? <laughs> we do! It's terrible! Literally, yeah. Ugh. I also do Taco Tuesdays, but at my work. Um, Excellent. Which is not great, considering I'm lactose intolerant mm. and don't eat beef. Um, mm. And sour cream is... So delicious. It's so delicious. <laughs> yeah. The only reason I've been able to avoid it is if I don't buy it. Right. But with it right in front of me, like how yeah. can you resist? Of you course. Mean, you know? So, yeah. The struggle is real for the lactose intolerant yeah. folks. Lactose, I love the memes online about lactose intolerance, oh though. They're it's all like, true. I know. Every single one but of them. But it's like it's the only um, – I was going to say eating disorder. That's not the right word. Um, it's the only – dietary restriction yeah. that people blatantly ignore oh, all the and time like, and like the the me- like the memes are accurate right you know like yeah vegans can be a little extra but the memes go a little hard right on the vegans you know right I, in my opinion um but all the memes about lactose intolerance yeah. are true they're yeah. just they hurt my soul <laughs> and it's because cheese is too good yes no one no one can cut it's too good it, too delicious yeah, it's so good. how do you avoid cheese you can't <sighs> you shouldn't of course you don't <laughs> <laughs> you can't you shouldn't you don't <laughs> there you go so there you go folks um so before we keep chit-chatting and we talk about um what's been going on since like mid-december <laughs> we told you hey I want no comments being like, you've been gone for so long. We told you we were taking a break and we did try to record before this. Oh, that's true. So like we did say we'll be gone for Christmas because I have a bajillion family Mm -hmm. members and. I was going to go see my mom. You were going to go to BC. (laughs) Oh my God. So we're back now. So let's just wrap up A Dreadful Splendor by B.R. Myers. Um, you actually finished the book, as we said before, I didn't quite finish it quite yet, but, um, before we start talking about the book, we should say spoilers ahead, ahead. So enter at your own risk. Um, Mm -hmm. spoilers ahead. Uh, uh, what do you think of the book? 
Okay, so like I said before, it does, it is a bit of a roller coaster and at the very end is like the drop. Like it it speeds up and it, there's a, like a twist. Right. Um, obviously. Um, it's a mystery. There's always a twist. Yes. Um, but it's um, also really, there's a lot more in-depth like themes and metaphors than mm. I expected. Oh, um, and I think there is definitely some fun, like, breadcrumbs that leave the reader's interpretation, like, leave it up to the reader's interpretation. Oh, okay. About especially, like, magic. Right. Because there's a little, like, you know, mystery kind of crosses over into magic. Right. But there's, like, a, there's, like, some fun breadcrumbs of magic. And I really like that. I liked that it kind of, um, it left it kind of like, not, I don't want to say like so much like up to the reader's interpretation, but it just left it kind of like, let me like poke a little in your brain Mm. and then just like leave you hanging. Mm. (laughs) Like, you know, like there's no like obvious confession about magic being a part of this realm but it's just kind of like there right and I think that's very it added a lot of really cool depth to the to the book Mm. um because where I'm at I wouldn't say the book is that deep no but it everything happens in the last 10 chapters okay um I think because they have the seance Right. They discover who it was. Right. And they discover, like, the history of the mansion. Right. So it, it like, twofold, like, goes, like, you just discover thing after thing after thing. Right, right, right. Um, and there's a lot more about, like, it becomes a little bit more about... I guess, yeah, like, it also becomes a little bit more about our main character. Right. Like, she talks a lot about the ocean and her mom. Mm. And, like, her mom has always said, like, stay out of Lumiere. Yeah. Le petit chéri. Yeah. Because um, I can speak, like, three words in French. <laughs> um, One but... of them being cheese. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, but... Lumiere is ocean, mm-hmm. and she has always been warned about the ocean, and then it comes back to the ocean. Right. So it's, like, very... Full circle? Full circle, like, metaphorical, mm. whatever you want to call it. Mm. But there's a lot of also, like, she analyzes a lot about herself, um, too. Like, she, she becomes very introspective. Right. Which at the beginning, you know, we find out she's a con artist. Right. We know that she's a con artist. And then she ends up being and becoming very attached to this book, like a little sprinkle of romance. And then, um, which, you know, I always love. Yeah. I love a little sprinkle of romance. I know some people think that it, like, destroys the story. What do you think? Um, I wish I liked romance more. That's fair. I wish I liked romance more. And I feel like it's because I grew up with like a very male dominated family. Like I have two, I have a brother. Right. For sibling. And out of my extended family, I have one female cousin on my mom's side, one female cousin on my dad's side. 
and that's it. The rest are boys. Right. So I grew up in a very male-dominated family. So I definitely picked up that, like, chick flicks are lame, like, attitude. Yeah. Um. And I kind of wish I liked romance more because my partner loves romance. Aww. And it can be super sweet. Yeah. But I don't know for some reason. Also, your Virgo ass just. <laughs> Virgos are like, my idea of romance is you planning a date perfectly. Rude. <laughs> this Virgo ass wouldn't even let that happen because I'll just plan yeah, our own Absolutely date. not. Are you planning the date? No. <laughs> I will be doing that. That's so funny. Um... But yeah, like, I know that, like, sometimes our stories don't need romance. Like, it doesn't need to right. be part of everything, you know? Uh, and I think I tried. I very much also was like, romance is stupid. Right. You know, when you're, like, having a gender crisis and trying to be <laughs> one of the boys all, all through high school um, and junior high and elementary school. <laughs> um, but, like, yeah, I... I I had a very big, like, internal pushback to romance, but, like, secretly I was in my room reading Twilight. You know what I mean? Right, right. Um, so, wow, showed my fun age there. Um, right. Super embarrassing. I read Twilight in literally a weekend. Um, yeah. I still, like, watch those movies to make fun of them, and they're, like, nostalgic, but, like, in a, holy shit, this is awful kind of way. Right, right, right. Um, but don't come for me about Kristen Stewart. Kristen Stewart was not the one that ruined that that movie. No. She was produced and directed to act that way. She is a wonderful actress, and I love her. Yeah. Do not come for Kristen Stewart. Um, <laughs> yes, because that was the problem with the movie. 100%. The one, yeah. the only thing, mm-hmm. that whole series. But anyway, I actually love the series because uh, here we are talking about another book series. Jesus fucking Christ. Um, I liked the lore about the werewolf pack because mm. I love werewolf stories. Mm. I read so much werewolf fiction, fan fiction. It's not even funny. Um, but like the romance part of this book is not overwhelming. So right. I think it's just like a little sprinkle. So it's not that bad but And I feel like I feel like I'm protective over stories not having a romance because I generally gravitate towards movies that are for children oh my god <laughs> legit same so so like when there's like a romance plot right. in a story for children I'm like why why yeah, why? yeah totally why? I agree with you there so so like between sports and movies for children, I was like, there's no need for romance. Romance is stupid. And now, like, I'm like, let me figure out this romance thing. It is definitely a guilty pleasure. I freaking love it. Um, And, like, I'm, like, it's, like, 4 a.m. and I'm, like, scrolling Audible for, like, freaking free erotica. Like, it's, like, so ridiculous sometimes. But, but, this is an interesting debate, though. We're, we're, totally tangent off the book but we, we will come back to it um free erotica and romance are these really the no, same you can absolutely have... not those okay are two different genres okay i was gonna be like two let's not thank you i was like let's not say all no. romance is erotica you're 100 because... right i did not mean to inflate those two things yeah They're because completely different because i was like we can like yes yeah and this is 
not like barely a rope. Like there's just like a sprinkle of it. Yeah, like they, it's barely even. There. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. But <clears throat> but the character has to have blonde hair and blue eyes. The main male character. So naturally, I'm in love with them. <laughs> this is true. That is Roshin's type. Um, uh, confirmed. It's a problem. <laughs> I mean, you and I confirmed that in like freaking high school. Oh, we God. I I remember the text conversation. It was I remember, so fun. I remember. I don't. I, I want to protect my pride and say it was in university because it was over Instagram. Because I was sending you pictures of the soccer players. The soccer players. I remember now. The Canadian, yeah, women's, the Canadian yes. women's soccer team. 100%. I would send I sent Eddie three pictures of three different women. Everybody in the Canadian women's soccer team is drop dead gorgeous. Drop dead gorgeous. That's why we play so good. We're drop dead gorgeous. So intimidating. Any hoozle. Um I am ashamed to say I watch women's sports because they're hot. <laughs> I am ashamed to say. I want to say the feminist in me is like, I watch women's sports for equality. It's not true. They're all hot. <laughs> anyway, that's besides the point. Besides the point. The three pictures I sent Eddie, all the women had blonde hair oh and blue God, eyes. It was funny. I was like, mm, Rashid. They all look like your partner, who also happens to have blonde <laughs> hair and blue eyes. And I was like, shit. And you know what? Tom Felton. But it's not even that. Like, there's something hair, in eyes. their, like, the top of their head. Like, I th- I honestly thought it was their forehead. And Roisin was like, um, that's not romantic. But, um, <laughs> no, like, seriously, there was something about, like. Face proportions? Yeah. It wasn't just the blonde hair, blue eyes. Honestly, it wasn't just that. There's something about, like. The face proportions they all had. It was more than just that. I'm, but I vividly remember these pictures. Oh God! I, I also thought they were hot. So yeah. But. Anyway. Anyway. Besides a dread, the point, a dreadful splendor. Yeah. Um, touch a romance, which is always you know a little bit fun. Yeah. I am still not far enough to really understand the aspect of the diary entries. Like I get, yes. I get the diary yes. entries. Um. And they add, like, a nice insight. Yeah, that comes full circle, like, right at the very, very, very of end. Course. When, um... Does someone find the diary? Yes. Okay, don't quote me on that. I literally don't remember. <laughs> um, but that's wrapped up in the history aspect mm-hmm, that they discover. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I know mm-hmm. that they, like, figure... Yes, there's conclusion in figuring that out. Right. Because it's, like, kind of... Yeah. No, they find the diary. Because that's part of solving the, the mystery in the seance situation. Right. Yes, they do. Right. They do. I also really wanted, um, of course, I'm not going to remember character names now, even though I just read them. The lovely servant girl, Fra, 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 right? What's her name? Son of a bitch. Hey, you read it much. I know. I'm I'm embarrassed. The servant girl and her, like, female friend that dies. Mm-hmm. I was like, please let it be gay. Please let it be oh gay. Oh, my God. I also was wishing for that. I think I was wishing for that amongst a couple of the men, too. I was like, come mm. on. But sadly, the gays were not present. No. Um, but it dove, the book in general gives me gay vibes. Mm. It does give me gay vibes. Um, but I also think everything is gay, so... Uh, am I biased? Probably. Um, but anyway, my whole kind of tangent that we took on was 
that there are these like really beautiful lines throughout oh. um throughout the book that are that I'm like oh I paused listening to my audiobook and I was like I have to journal about this like <laughs> and I it's so cliche but I'm not the kind of person who does that but lately like word vomit on to paper has been so fun um and there's just so many really good quotes that made me like stop and think oh um one of them is I, in chapter 29 but oh the one that really I got that far right yeah yeah the one that really got me on this tangent about like um something a little bit deeper and like more meaningful was this like my heart was whispering was whispering me a warning mm. and I like in mystery novels when they distinguish between like the gut and logic right. and emotions mm. I I like how I like the vulnerability of like how a person's bias because of who they are like shows up in in a mystery right because mystery and like truth are not black and white they're right like, like everything is based on perception right not to get fucking metaphysical about this but like we can't investigate truth without any form of bias. right right so i really like that this book is a lot about like her self-discovery and her mom and her yeah. and like how that's mixed in. Yeah. I really like it. I do like how it does show like um at one point it wasn't about it was always about getting money for her and her mom, but it wasn't always about stealing. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was like a genuine a place of like we'll bring closure. Yeah. This like ability to and a lot of times yeah. I think con artists or like people who are trying to get money who people perceive as like thieves mm-hmm. are often people who are like fighting to survive in a system that is broken and disadvantaging right. them. And even people who are like, I'm committing a crime, you know, like big gay do crime, you know, like <laughs> um, in those instances it's about fighting the power, not to sound like too feminist bra burning but like it's about like pushing back against injustice right so there's some level of like personal we have to survive somehow yeah like, yeah this is how we're gonna survive like we yeah. have to earn it somehow right and we're gonna earn it by like you know finding a little bit of magic in each person right that other people might call con like, right i know? do i do find it fucking creepy that the knocking sound that she makes is her cracking her ankle yeah that's a little freaky deaky right? yeah i was like i was like Girl. i was like she's like yeah i nearly got ran over by a horse and carriage and now i crack my ankle and i was like oh oh yeah Ooh. like remember in like Spooky. elementary school when you like go to crack like pretend you're breaking your oh nose, my god but you like use yes. your fingernail to cr- like yeah. Flick your teeth? Yeah. Oh, my God. That made me think of that. That's crazy. I haven't thought about that in forever. I know. I know. But there are, like, very deep 
very deep quotes and mm. like moments in this book. And I'm, the one, the one from chapter nine, I don't mean to interrupt you. No, no, the no, one no. from chapter nine that I was talking about is like the one I had to journal about. Mm. And it's, it says there's a devil inside of us behind ah, the wrong choices we make. Ah, yeah. And I was like, behind the wrong choice. So it's kind of like that, like, angel. you know, devil on yeah, your shoulder yeah. versus angel on your shoulder. But like, I just, and and to me, it didn't super feel like in the context that she was writing it, it didn't feel like, you know, I'm out of control of the choices that I make because right. it's the devil controlling me. It's right. not like that. It's like the dark or the like depressing thoughts in my head or like the thoughts in my head sometimes just steer me in a certain direction. Right. You know? Right. And right. The vibe was just like a big moment for me. I don't know mm, why. Mm. Can't remember what was happening in my life at that moment, but it was before shit hit, hit the fan. Oh, okay. So- Interesting. <laughs> um, great. That's a really great thought. I was recently talking with a friend about um, it's interesting that you brought up like the devil, um, that quote, because I'm I'm right near there. So I read that recently and uh, I couldn't disconnect it from religion. Yeah. I couldn't do it. Yeah. Mostly because a mutual friend of ours that I saw recently, uh, we were talking about how... um, I probably, probably, I have some religious trauma in, mm-hmm. like, my personal history. And so... How do you go through religion without coming out of it with trauma? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's, I think you. there are definitely people who have, but... I don't know. That have come out of it, though? Or just... Oh, no, they're still in it. You're totally right. Yeah, right? Yeah, that's what I mean. This yep. is the thing. Anyway, keep going. I didn't mean to interrupt. Um, you know, my dad might not have religious trauma he just might he just has catholic guilt that's religious (laughs) true i was like saying it and i was like (laughs) yeah this is true but um so yeah i thought that was kind of interesting this idea of like a conscience or a higher but i do like your interpretation of it in the sense of can you say the quote again yeah it's it's there's a devil inside of us behind the wrong choices we make right there's a devil inside of us behind. Yeah, so it does feel more of like free will in the sense that when you make the wrong choice, that is your choice to bear the wrong choice. I put that in air quotes because yeah. is there really yeah, a wrong choice totally. you can make? It's just the outcome of your choice can lead into yeah. a different direction than you maybe wanted. But so, I, yeah, I, I don't even remember thinking about Will in that moment. Like, it wasn't even about, like, something else is controlling us to make these, like, right. decisions. It was, like, because she talks a lot about, like, the, like, secrets of her past and, and right. the, like, Which mystery I am of. Still curious. Oh, yeah, and you also learn some fucking plot twists about her mom right that was a whole side story i forgot about oh my god that was dramatic yeah Woo! yeah it got dramatic it was i didn't expect that there would be some resolution there 
but there was. Oh, that's um, good. Which is nice. Um, but I liked that like added mystery too. Like, uh yeah. Like levels and and Yeah, there is layers. It's layers. This book is like an onion. <laughs> to layers, quote Shrek. Yeah. <laughs> layers and also like I think it shows nicely the complications mm, of life. This is very true. Yeah. Um But yeah, I just think it's it's fun. It wasn't it wasn't too deep in that like you can really read the read and it's just like, hmm. You yeah. know, like Agatha Christie vibes. Mm. But like it would just had like a little more like sprinkle of fun in it. Okay. Yeah. So you would recommend it to someone? Is that what you're is that Oh yeah, I think someone especially who likes the the mystery genre, I yeah. would recommend it. If you're not a huge mystery fan, I would say like this is you know, a it's a good mystery, but right. it's it's a mystery. So right. if you're not into mystery, if you struggle to like read something that builds suspense over a long period of time, right. then like don't go for it. I, but, but it is paced well. I Yeah, I do agree. Yeah. Because mysteries can be paced so poorly. Yeah. And I liked the pace. Yeah. Especially listening to it. Mm. But <laughs> even reading it. Like, I, I've just been reading it. And I yeah. do find, like, I can get in quite a... It, like, I feel like I'm turning pages consistently. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Opposed to, like, I'm still here. <laughs> yeah, I've read the same sentence this over is, Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Totally. So I do, I do feel like it moves quite a bit. Yeah. There's so much going on. It I think it moves is a really good encapsulating concept. Mm. There's really nice flow and there's really nice it is tied in a bow at the end. Oh good. And it's not just about like solving the mystery. Like it's I think it's the, like discovering all the different layers right. that are. And I feel like a book so much about conclusions. We talk mm. about death. We talk about yeah. catharsism and like letting go. Like these final release moments mm-hmm. of, you know, emotional significance. I feel like it would be very weird if it wasn't tied in a bow at the end. Yeah, and it's not even like tied in a bow. It's like tied in a bow and you get to peek at the present. Like there's more behind. Right. There's more behind the like quote unquote mystery we're solving, you know? Right. Like the seance is supposed to be kind of the point, but it goes past that. Right. And I like that because you, mm. you really hear about like you discover more about the writer of the journal. You discover more about her mom. You discover right. more about the property. You discover right. more about almost every character. Yeah. Like, the seance is not the most important part of the book. R- very interesting. I do think it's interesting. Some of the things that B.R. Myers thought of mm-hmm. are like, your brain works different. Yeah. That's <laughs> a creative-ass brain right there. Yeah. Like, the the her... her mystery book not that's not what it's called but her book her seance book the fact that there's this very thin piece of slate like a chalkboard in it and a, and a oh yeah 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 like that's brilliant and then the whole like story of Mr. Pemberton's scar for yep. his father hitting him and he still holds on to the ring but he took the stone out 
I'm like, there's so many details. There's so many details. And I like that in that, like, not all the details are important, but they tell a story. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I think I like the depth of of mystery novels, but they need to be a little bit more than just like crime solving. Right. For me. Mm. Um, do you usually, do you read mystery novels often? Here's the thing. I don't read anything often. This is why this podcast is wonderful That's because true. we talked about this last time is I used to love reading as a child mm-hmm. and I want to get back into loving reading again. Mm-hmm. And I think that happens to so many people. Oh, for sure. 100%. 100%. I'm lucky I have a great role model in like my dad who reads all the time Yeah. with his ebook. Like he'll wake up, make a coffee, read. Same with my dad. Yeah. And it's like ever present. I have lots of people in my life that read. So that's really good. Yeah. There's always a different book on my dad's table. Yeah. My dad is doing this cool thing where he's reading all the governor general fiction books from like when they started handing out the governor general's award whoa yeah so he started way back in i don't i don't know in 19 tickety two. i don't know and he's like into Dedicated. the 80s he's into the, i think he's into the 80s now and some of them he's like he's like these are really good and he's like you won an award yeah my dad loves mystery and he loves the genre I mean, it's probably because he's ADHD and dopamine deficient, but um, the very, like, comforting arc that a mystery can take. Right. In the, like, building of suspense and then crashing down of resolution Mm. is really good for the dopamine-needing brain. I see. Um, I swear to you, he has watched every crime show and documentary there is. Maybe not documentaries. He's not big on the documentaries. He loves the crime dramas. He's watched international like right crime dramas that need to be subtitled right he is in it for the like emotional arc and i think that's really funny he's definitely not listening to this so um (laughs) (laughs) but he um he really loves mystery novels so i've been reading them like kind of secondhand like he Uh, passes me his favorite mystery novel like kind of across the table kind of thing um so there's a few that I liked and a few that weren't really mysteries, but they were like, here's this fun fictional plot. And at the end, you're like, mm. what? They were living underground the whole time. <laughs> Shout out to City of Ember, which is one of my favorite books ever. But like, not really a mystery, but like surprises. Right, you know? right, right, right. So this had the vibes of a mystery, but like, I don't know. It, Something a little different than the other mysteries that yeah, I Yeah, I think maybe because, like, the murder, like, we weren't around for the murder mm-hmm. in some ways. You know what I mean? Like, usually in a mystery, you show up and then the person gets murdered. This one, the person was already murdered and then we right. showed up and we were like, okay, well, the deed is done. <clears throat> There's no, like, fresh evidence. Like, right. we're working with history and... Yeah, and it's fiction. I think a lot of right. mystery like attempts to be attempts to be read like nonfiction. Uh you like you're watching a crime documentary right. rather than like 
a cozy like storytelling fiction right this right. is definitely a mystery fiction mm, yes i feel that and sure. i like that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it gave it did it did it did um complete its cozy or like meet its cozy vibe expectation that yeah I wanted. yeah i would agree because November and December needed some cozy. All right. So, <laughs> A Dreadful Splendor. Thank you, B.R. Myers. I think we both enjoyed it and would recommend it for, like, a cozy, mystery, yeah. chill. By the fire chill. read. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So. If you're here for our personal drama. Here we go. <laughs> here we go. Like I said at the top of the show, welcome to What the Fuck February. Or holy fuck, it's February. Both are applicable titles. Um, I like holy fuck, it's February. Holy fuck, it's February. Um, I don't know. Who wants to start? You go first. I go first? Where do we start? December. December. December was uh, fine. December was hard. Christmas was hard this year. Yeah. You were like writing resumes, like peak chaos yeah. peak chaos time yeah which is not great for the self-esteem no it was not um and homegirl needs self-compassion because like <laughs> writing resumes and applying for jobs stresses me out so much it's, it's so just... stressful and like so demeaning yeah Oh, God, yeah. Like, I just have to hand my worth to you on a single piece. Right! Totally. (laughs) Totally. Peak capitalism. (laughs) And it's like, and it's like, and my worth is like, according to like my uh, uh, university institution is like, (sighs) I have a really expensive piece of paper, guys. And very expensive. And it's, I don't fucking know. Bachelor of Fine Arts Multidisciplinary Degree. I couldn't even pick a fine art. I couldn't even specialize. <laughs> I couldn't even commit, you know? Oh my God, that's so funny. I couldn't commit. I just, I just, anyway, my woe was about my previous education. Oh my God, you're telling me. It got to, it got me to Japan. Yeah, that's fair. How much can I really complain? But so I was applying for jobs. Christmas was really hard. It was the first Christmas without my set of grandparents on my yeah. dad's side both of them were gone this christmas and um as christmas usually happens uh i was working all christmas mm-hmm. um and to top it off i was working all christmas and i have 500 family members mm-hmm. so if my i wasn't God, working if i wasn't working i was seeing a fam a group mm-hmm. of family and i was going to go up to see my dad's side of the family where those grandparents are from and I couldn't do it I couldn't do it I burnt like I I would not Mm -hmm. have had the energy to do Mm -hmm. it and that was really hard plus we were hit with like such a cold front yeah and it makes everything much harder yeah because you don't know like when it's cold you don't know how the roads are you don't trust that it's gonna Mm -hmm. like snow Mm -hmm. and then the roads are gonna be terrible um so I was just like I just can't I can't do it I can't I can't make it and that was that was a doozy to like mentally accept and then Mm -hmm. process and do all that stuff with so that was fun yeah I'm with you there I didn't get to see my mom because of the driving conditions yeah 
because I have to drive to BC to see my mom. Yeah. And which is so weird. I'm still getting used to that. It's been like five years and I'm like, my mom isn't right next door. What? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but the roads were so bad. And then Especially I Especially going through the mountains. Yeah. Like going to BC on when it's like literally blizzarding. When it's literally blizzarding. Bad idea. Bad idea. Yeah. They do have luckily like websites that talk about the weather conditions. So I was definitely, if I did go, going to get stuck. But, right. Um, and, like, I don't have the money to drop on, like, two nights in a hotel. No. Absolutely not. No. Um, so I was like, okay, we're going to put it off, put it off, put it off. We, like, tried until Christmas Day, and then I got fucking COVID. So. Right. That feels like ages ago. Yeah. It was bad. Uh, I was delirious for like three days in a row. Oh, good. Yeah. Oh, delirious. Fun. Apparently, I listened to Anne of Green Gables three times and I had no idea. <laughs> Apparently, my partner came to visit me and I had no idea. Can't con. Completely <laughs> weird. Completely yeah. weird. Jesus Christ. Um, January started. January started, I got a new job. So I used to be a receptionist at a massage clinic, which was fine. But mm-hmm. I was working part-time. Need more money than that. Mm-hmm. Just do. Um, and uh, I was bored out of my skull. Bored out of my skull. The thing about working reception at a massage clinic is everyone books a one-hour massage. I only deal with people for five minutes of that one-hour massage. <laughs> you check in. I check you in. You go to your massage. I don't see you. You come out. You pay me. And that's another two minutes if I'm lucky. And then you leave. So these hour yeah. gaps of when the customers were actually in their massage, I, I were, were the massage therapists lined up so their hours happened at the same time? Sometimes. Oh my God, that's painful. Sometimes, yeah. So if that was the case, it was like, yeah, my thumbs, like, what do I do? Like, laundry, I can do laundry. But if I was doing the morning shifts... There weren't even there, there would be times right. where I couldn't even do laundry. Yeah, the place is too clean. And I'm just like <laughs> I'm like, I'm prepared. I'm sorry, I'm efficient. I don't know what to tell you. Virgos, man. Virgos. <laughs> um, so I was like, I need to make more money. I'm bored out of my mind. I yeah. need something more challenging. I want something that'll look good on my resume. I want something that I can bet on myself. So I took this education sales job. Um, and it started out really good. My first week of training was fantastic. Mm-hmm. The person who trained me was superb. Um, my first week of actually working wasn't too bad. At this company, I get my leads. So the people I have to call, they get emailed to me throughout the day. And usually I get batches of 10. So I would get a list of 10 names for people I would call to see if they were interested in the college. Right. And my job is to get students. Yeah. So my my job is to enroll people to the college. Yeah. And I was getting old leads. So these are people who we've already called a couple times. Right. And so then you feel like, like like a phone sales person. Totally. And um, every once in a while, someone's like, oh, yeah, no, I do want to 
want to do that. But most <laughs> of the time, they don't pick up the phone. Yeah. They don't answer your text. They don't answer your email. Yeah, boy, howdy, do I not answer those phone calls either? Well, well exactly. Um, so I did that for a week. But at least I was feeling productive. I wasn't getting results, which was frustrating. But I was feeling productive. Totally different vibes. Yeah. Um, so I wasn't getting any students, but at least I knew I was trying. Mm-hmm. I could, I could. It's tangible evidence. Of tangible evidence. Exactly. At least for myself. They would, they didn't care, but like, but at least I knew that I had been mm-hmm. working hard. As I've been there for three weeks now, I'm entering my fifth week. As I work there longer, they're giving me higher quality leads. I use air quotes because higher quality leads just means people who have put their information in on the website. The assumption is that they are interested. Like more, yeah, more dedicated rather than just filling in random information online. Right. The actuality of Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. is debatable. Yeah. And I might as well be cold calling these people. Yeah. I might as well be. For the amount of times people are like, no. And so I went from 40 leads a day to seven. Oh, my God. I work nine to six Monday through Friday. You could finish those in the first hour. And I do. (laughs) So I'm like having to find work for myself. Yeah. Oh, my God. And that's the worst for your brain. I know that. It's just, it's just brutal. I'm going to turn the lights off if I set lights on, not off. It's getting dark in here. So if I sound funny, that's what I'm doing. (laughs) That didn't help at all. So I'm back to feeling bored. Yeah. job. Yeah. Now, am I getting paid more? Yeah. I'm getting paid a dollar more an hour than I was at the massage place. And you're working more hours. And I'm working more hours. So I'll take it for now. But... Needless to say, our college is also being audited right Ooh, now. That's so fun. Which means um, my job is getting harder because the government cares. Cares. And are like funding your college properly right now. Nope. Mm-hmm. Nope. We're going to look at you with a microscope. Yep. And compare you to other career colleges that have fucked up in the past. Yeah. And, um, hold you to a very crappy standard yeah sorry my brain is stuck on the fact that i said magna no i said metaphysical no instead of meta no no no. hold on my brain is stuck on what's the word for magnifying glass magnifying glass sorry i got stuck on forgetting a word keep going no you're all good so my job is getting harder because of this audit yeah i don't feel very supportive supported right also, universities are so complicated. Universities are complicated. This college shouldn't be this complicated. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. That's so true. Oh, like, my God. So anyway, uh, don't like it. Don't like the job. Don't think it's setting me up for what I want. Right. Which but, is just all you're asking is to be stimulated. Like throughout the day throughout the day like to have a challenge and to feel right. like you're doing something and my dad was like there he he brought up like oh you're bored of your job and then there's bored with a job and i'm like i'm not bored with the job i'm bored yeah i'm physically 
bored. The work itself isn't boring. I don't have enough work to do. Yeah, And, and I'm like, finding my own work, which is what's driving me crazy. Yeah. There's a difference between like busy and like stimulated at work. Mm. Like, yeah, we can be busy and engaged in work to do, which is like, you know, I have a list of these seven clients I have to call. There's like five things I have to do for each client or whatever. Right. Um, And that, you know, passes time because – it's things to do. Yeah. And then there's jobs that we love and we're passionate about and we think about when we go home and we, you know, like we're actively engaged and stimulated at the job, mm. you know? Right. Totally. And not, and also there's the line between that and burnout because right. often when you're super engaged, you give so much. Right. And so there's this, this like fine line of like, do I go to a job that, because I'm thinking the same thing, you know, like working with kids is definitely stimulating. Mm. It's definitely like I'm active all the time. Today, I like, God, I like made a, a fire for the kids in the backyard. I cooked two meals for them. Like we played video games and games and we took them to the park. Like we did so much in seven hours. Like, right. I was on the whole time. Right. You know, but. I'm exhausted right. at the end of my day. Right. So there's like a difference between um, it's challenging and I love it and I get to talk about like the work with my coworkers and how we can better support the kids and mm-hmm. all these kind of things. But like you're also exhausted at the end of the day. So yeah. having to navigate capitalism and like being a human these days with like finding the perfect job yeah. that like you love, it stimulates you, you, I think I can't keep saying that word. It's really bothering me. Um, but like that you are actively engaged at while it also like isn't as exhausting you is like who, yeah. who out there, like how, how do people balance that? And like who out there has that balance perfectly matched? I fully believe no one. Mm. Because I also believe this like 40-hour work week is like literally designed for nobody except for 50s housewives. Right. You know? Um, but yeah. yeah, I just so the new job is trash. Long story trash. short. <laughs> <laughs> Long story short. Yeah. Uh so I'm applying different places now, which is stressful mm-hmm. just because I've learned I've learned my two favorite words when it comes to a career are stability yeah and structure Virgo yes <laughs> stability, stability and structure yeah. I want to feel like my job isn't going anywhere mm-hmm. and I genuinely thrive on like Waking up every day around the same time, slowly waking up in the morning, Mm -hmm. getting myself ready. Mm -hmm. I don't mind hopping on the train at the same time every day, going Mm -hmm. in, going into an office, being in that office for a certain amount of time. You like routine. I love routine. Like I I can work with routine. I can work with routine. So like I don't – that's not the problem. The – structure of the job isn't the problem the problem is because we're being audited 
job doesn't feel very stable right now. Right. And my position in the company doesn't feel very stable right now because I'm supposed to be getting two enrollments a week. And we are expected to get these two enrollments a week. And no one is very clear on what happens if you consistently don't get those. Oh my God. So stressful. People are constantly like, am I going to get fired? Am I going to get fired? Am I going to get fired? I'm going to get fired. And I'm like, I hate that. I hate that. That's a no. And then with, like I said before, with the college being audited, it feels like the college itself is on shaky ground right Mm -hmm, now. mm -hmm. And I'm like, "Mm, Mm -hmm, I do not like either of these things. It makes me uncomfy. Not a fan. Yeah. Well, that question of like, what are the two things you want in a job is... That's a good one. Mm. It was really funny, though. I went for coffee with someone today. And I was like, I need these two things in a job, stability and security. Yeah. She goes, me too. And I was like, no, you don't. You literally, your schedule is absolutely bananas right now. You have different clients at different times of the day all the time. You're driving through three different people. You just quit your stable, secure airline job. Mm Mm-hmm. That's not what you thrive in. Yeah, yeah. And there's a difference also between like what you're talking about in terms of like the way a job is set up, how you're trained for the job, yeah. like those kind of things. And then like what the actual work is. Yes. And that's the disconnect for me. Because the yeah. way it was trained and the way it was talked about in interviews um, and now what I'm actually doing is not matching at all. Which, of course, drives me crazy. Um, yeah. <laughs> Which, of course, does. Yeah. And also the, like, culture at the workplace. Right. The culture is actually good. That's awesome. That's the thing. Yeah. Is the people are quite great. Mm-hmm. The people are quite great. Um, like, I get free breakfast every morning. It's like hard-boiled eggs and croissants, but I'm not going to complain. It's free. Wow. There's a coffee machine. Every Friday, we have, like, team building and a free plot <laughs> lunch. It's, like... Epic. And and so like the culture is great and the people right. I trained with are quite sweet and nothing wrong with like the people in the culture. The founder of the college has an office on the college campus. Well, that's pretty cool. And is around all the time and asks people like what do you think we can do better? What do you think we well, can do? That's pretty cool. So like the culture there is not bad, but like it's the stability. Yeah. I got on Friday I got one lead. One. Woohoo. One. That's not even confirmed enrollment. No. To be clear. Right? No. No. It's not confirmed enrollment. It's one person I can call, email, and text, try and get a hold of to see if I can start an enrollment process with them. <laughs> I got this lead Whoa. at 9.45 in the morning. I didn't get anything else all day. Now, I could go to my team lead which maybe I should have done and go, Hey, listen, um, I have gotten one lead all day. Mm-hmm. Can you give me more? The thing is she is not in charge in giving us leads. Marketing is in charge of getting, giving us leads. So all I would be doing is asking her to bug someone else to try and give me something. Wild. And I'm like, sales is wild. And my mother-in-law, bless her soul, is like, <laughs> is is a saleswoman. Yeah. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Huge saleswoman. Leos. 
Leo should be saleswoman. She's a Leo, right? Yes. Yeah. I, I Leo that. party. She has a Leo party yeah. where she surprise. She plans her surprise birthday party yeah. for herself I for her I, guests. I think I, that's why I knew she was a Leo because she has her five Leo friends and oh they God, have yeah. a Leo Leos party. Thrive in those positions. And like, you know who doesn't? Virgo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Well, but the thing is. She was like, here's the thing. In sales, you're in control. I like control. Well, yeah. If if I'm willing to grind out the time to do certain things, you give me a list of numbers and I'm willing to go through all of those numbers and contact all of those people and like, let's do quantity over quality. Yeah, sure. But you're only getting one. Well, now, exactly. This is the thing. So even my mother-in-law is like, this is a shitty sales job. <laughs> and I'm like, woo, that's saying a lot, I think. In my, I respect your opinion. So I'm like, Jesus. Yeah. So I'm looking for other jobs now. So that's been really great. What about you? What's going on? Oh, my God. The car thing has really dominated my brain. But more importantly, it's dominated. it's dominated my... Mental health. Right. Because capitalism really got you down. Mm. You know? Capitalism mm. got me down. Yeah. Um, it's impossible to feel like you can navigate capitalism. A, with ADHD, and people not say that it's an excuse. That's mm. like a shit excuse. Um, and similarly, like, on your own and – like feel that you can have control of that as an Aries. <laughs> my <laughs> one of my like really important core values is to be able to be independent. Like right. I want to be able to be in control of my life. And Oof. that is not what's happening. Right. Um so yeah, I just and, like, similarly, like, friends, there's got to be – there's another planet that's fucking everything up because <laughs> I haven't looked into it because I haven't had the energy. But I've lost, like, multiple friends in the last couple months. Just, like, weird shifts. Just, like, that's attitude just, shifts and belief shifts and – Yeah, like, actually, you brought up conclusions because of the book. Yeah. And I, and I thought about this in that, like – all of these friendships like kind of shifting or changing, like I don't feel that I have closure in any of them. Oh, that's so hard. And like, you know, like quote unquote, what is closure? We don't, I have no idea, Mm -hmm. but I don't feel, I don't feel like I have, I don't, it doesn't feel finished. It doesn't feel resolved. resolved. And like sometimes is that just because I'm like, I feel petty and I want, I haven't like communicated all the ways they've hurt me or like, because they think it's my fault and I think it's their fault. Right. You, there's just no like agreeing or whatever. And I don't know. Right. I don't know. I do think but- a part of that based on personal experience of people, <laughs> of people just deciding to walk away in my life mm-hmm. without explanation, mm-hmm. like any explanation, mm-hmm. just like, I don't like you anymore. Bye. Fuck. Um, at some point, it's helped me. This is just my opinion. Yeah. It's helped me to create my own closure. It's almost yeah. like you have <clears throat> to look at friendships from from my perspective. I 
a friendship is a relationship which requires as much thought, time, and effort as a romantic relationship. And I think it's very easy for people to look at a romantic relationship and go, well, that requires work. 100%. And forget that a mutual relationship with friendship requires the same amount of work if there isn't a mutual understanding of dynamic there. And can be just as devastating. Oh, like 100%. a friendship breakup. 100%. Holy crap. Sometimes I walk away from partners and I'm like, peace, yo. Yeah. And like, and I'm just like, no sweat. Yeah. I could care less. Yeah. And I, but walking away from a friendship is so hard. Yeah. Yep. 100%. And I think that sometimes like you in there's an assumption there that um, with friendships, people don't walk away from friendships. Yeah. There's this assumption that you find a friend and that person just stays your friend. Yeah. And there is the, you know, the the stereotypical like drifting apart, like after a yeah. big life change. And, <clears throat> but that, that is not the only way friendships mm-hmm. end. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, and in my and in, in in this most my most recent wave of whatever, there's been some drifting, but there's also like, um, there's also like cutoffs, you know, like abrupt cutoffs, cutoffs where yeah. like, I, and to be honest, like <clears throat> in this situation, I was the one that cut it off, right? Because I thought that I had well communicated that my boundaries were being crossed. And I didn't have the capacity to engage the same way they needed me to. Right. It's not like a piece of, I'm ghosting you and not right. telling you why situation. Right. Like we tried for months. Right. But it didn't, it didn't work. And yeah. I had to like cut it off. Yeah. And that hard line, like cold turkey of someone who was like a partner and at times we did call each other partners because mm-hmm. friendships and partners are vague to me. Mm, but that's an interesting conversation. That's an interesting conversation. Maybe for another time. Yeah, I was just um, gonna say that. <laughs> but yeah, I uh, yeah, I just yeah. So many things have happened, and I think the New Year and Christmas time is always a hard time for many, many people. Mm-hmm. It's a hard time for you know conversations around family and relationships and mental health yep. um so i'm sure that our listeners the five of you that are here um <laughs> and three of which i can name yeah. <laughs> and the other two i can um are are understanding and also like in similar situations right Uh, And so I hope the themes that we talked about today and the things that kind of became a therapy session. um, Hey, we made up for your canceled counselor meeting. (laughs) Look at that. (laughs) I I hope that they connected to, I hope you connected to some of those themes. And and I hope that um, despite the fact that we, majority of the time talked about ourselves instead of the book you stuck around and yeah. <laughs> thanks folks thanks for sticking around um i do want to say before we conclude this mm-hmm. so you lost a lot of friends mm-hmm. which is very shitty i'm not gonna try to be like ignore that mm-hmm. um that's really unfortunate i have started the gentle process 
very gentle process mm-hmm. of reconnecting with a friend. Yeah. And I think it's going really well. Yay. So I'm really excited about that. Hesitantly excited about that. New year um, can bring so many changes. New things. Yes. So um as much as we talked about all the shitty things that has happened yes. between this podcast and that podcast, there have been some good things. Yeah. There have been yeah. some reconnections and some some um, time spent with good people. Oh, I got some good cat cuddles in. Yes. Cats always bring good times. So, you know, I don't want, I also don't want our five listeners to be like, oh my God, God, every time they record the podcast, someone, someone is recovering from pneumonia and lost a toe and literally (laughs) it's not all bad folks. It just feels like right now we're both in huge transitions. There's got to be an outer planet that moved. Something like Saturn. Saturn return did change. Anyway, hit us back next time for actual facts on where the heck Saturn is. There you go. I will promise to bring that. Uh, And we'll also be introducing a new book next podcast or next episode. So yeah, uh, stay tuned for that. We Uh, will. I think we'll probably post a picture of the book before um before the first episode so you can hop on it yeah and um if you haven't joined our patreon yet if that's something you're interested in once we have decided the book um we will mail you a copy of it on our highest tier so if you would like to read along with us and you don't want to pay for the book yourself um just join us on Patreon. It's like 20 bucks. It's like no big deal. So pretty good deal. Pretty sweet deal. You get a bookmark. You get a Just bookmark saying. and a book and you support our broke asses. Yay. Um, so if you have any suggestions for the book, you can hit us up on social media and our email address. Other than that, I think we should wrap this up and um, we will chat with you in a couple of weeks. I promise it'll be sooner than. Yes. 100%. It will be sooner. Bye. All right. See you folks later. Ciao. Thank you for listening to Books Over Bevies. You can find us on Instagram, Patreon, and Twitter at Books Over Bevies. And you can always email us at booksoverbeverages at gmail.com. We hope you come again.